right now today, Lord. Lord, we thank you for our presence here today because we come expecting, Lord. So, Lord, I just ask that you open up heaven and you pour into us today abundantly, Lord, overflowing so that when we go out and we leave today, that you use us to pour into others so we can be a light in our community and our families in this dark world, Lord. We love you, Lord. We thank you and we bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap? Good morning. My name is Brennan, for those who don't know me, and I serve on the media team here at Our Savior's Church. We are one church with three locations, Jennings, Crowley, and Eunice, and we believe we exist as a church to reach people and build lives. And we believe we do that by taking people on four steps. That's knowing God, finding freedom, discovering your purpose, and then making a difference. And we believe making a difference in somebody else's life is one of the most fulfilling things you could do in your own. Church, can we do something? Can we give a round of applause for all our guests here today? Like, if you're new here, welcome. We're excited that you're here. I believe heaven's excited that you're here. If you could do us one favor, on the seat in front of you, there's a connect card. If you could grab it and fill it out and leave it on your seat or put it in the offering bucket at the end of service, we'd love to connect with you and reach out to you. Um, just to, you know, see how, you, how your experience was, see if there's anything we could do to help you on your spiritual journey. So with that being said, let's take about 60 seconds. Greet your neighbors. Say go Tigers. How we doing? You look good on a rainy day. Come on. Y'all got to suffer with hair loss or hair damage today. I don't have any of that to worry about. Well, hey, welcome to our Savior's Church. I'm glad you're here this morning. Thank you for braving the weather to get here. I heard it was pouring down right before church started, but I'm so grateful that you're here. And I'm believing that God has something for you today if he hasn't given it to you already during worship. And so today we're going we're gonna to wrap up a series we've been on for four weeks today uh, called It's Time. 
And we, we, we always try to kick the year off right with a message that will challenge you to make some serious changes in your life so that in the span of a year, you can begin to see some fruit from those decisions and some fruit from those changes. And so if you've missed any of the previous messages, uh, for whatever uh, reason, you can go back and listen to those at oscconnect.com or you can download our app and you can uh, listen to those messages or you can even listen to Pastor Josh if you want a little Spanish flavor. If you want something a little more South African, you can listen to Pastor JJ, and just whatever flavor you got going on, it's, you know, whatever you're in the mood for, you can listen to that, and so it's been a great series, I've enjoyed it, I'm really excited about today's message, I think today's going to answer some questions for all of us, I think it's going to answer some questions that maybe you've been asking for a long time, and I want to start with a question, and, and by the way, the title of this message today is it's seed time, it's seed time. How many of you have ever found yourself frustrated because you're doing all the right things, but you're still dealing with some stuff from the past? Anybody? Show of hands. I got one little boy in the back. He first one to raise his hands. It's like you've made some changes, right? Like I realized, okay, I, was, I, was, I wasn't doing right. I wasn't living right. I made some changes. But man, why is not everything changing when I change? I'm frustrated because of some things that I'm still dealing with in the past. Maybe it's some bad decisions. Maybe it's some bad habits. Maybe it was some, some things that you shouldn't have done. Some things maybe you shouldn't have looked at or things you shouldn't have said. And you're frustrated today because you're still dealing with that. And you're like, dear God, will it ever be over? And the answer is yes. It will be over. It will end. It will stop. And you get a chance to determine what happens next. You hold that power in your hands. I hope you understand that today. You hold the power in your hands for the next harvest that's coming your way. You get to make that decision. I want us to go to Galatians chapter 6 and listen to what Paul said. I'm going to read it to you from the Passion Translation. Can we kill the air conditioner? Because if Pastor Jamie's cold, everybody's cold. Uh, Y'all say amen to that. Come on. (laughs) Not all the way, but you know, it's like kill it momentarily because I'll I'll be in a sweat in no time. Galatians chapter 6, starting in verse 7. Listen to what Paul says to verse 9. He says, make no mistake about it, God will never be mocked for what you plant, you will always be, ve- will always be the very thing that you harvest. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that was planted. If you plant the corrupt seeds of self-life into this natural realm, you can expect to experience a harvest of corruption. If you plant the good seeds of spirit life, you will reap the beautiful fruits that grow from the everlasting life of the spirit. And don't, you got to pay attention to this verse. Verse 9 is critical. And don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. So by faith, I want you to look at the person next to you and say, it's coming. I want you to say with a little bit more enthusiasm than the 9 o'clock service said it. Look at your neighbor and say, it's coming. coming. Don't give up. It's coming. So my first thought is this. You reap what you sow. (laughs) Boy, this is good. You reap what you sow. 
You see, too many times we, we want to reap or we want to sow something bad. Maybe we blow it. We lose our cool. We lose our temper. We say something stupid to our spouse or we slam a cabinet or we do something like that. And then we automatically start praying for crop failure. But it doesn't happen. Right? Whatever you sow, you plant. The seed does not change in the ground. Are you getting that this morning? So what Paul is saying is that this whole thing looks a lot like karma, but it's not. This is seed, time, and harvest. You get to determine what your harvest looks like. You get to determine what your next, your next harvest will be and even how much of it you're going to get. You see, I don't know how you walked in this morning, whether you thought you were just still a couillon or not, but I mean, you, you like got some authority and some power in your life and you get to make some determinations and some decisions on what your future looks like. Like you may have walked in frustrated with life, but you don't have to leave that way today. So let me show you a couple of Verses from the Bible, because over 66 times in the Bible, it talks about sowing and reaping, or seed time and harvest time. Proverbs 26, 27, a couple of examples. If you set a trap for others, you will get caught in it yourself. If you roll a boulder down on others, it's going to crush you instead. Come on, that's good, that's good scripture right there. <laughs> Proverbs 22, 6. Those who plant injustice will harvest disaster. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small harvest, but the one who plants generously will get a generous harvest. That right there proves that you get to determine how much you get back. That's good news, people. You ought to have a big old smile on your face. Like, I can own, not only can I change my harvest, but I can make it more than what I'm currently getting now. Matthew 6, 15, Jesus said this, If you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. That includes forgiving yourself, too. Proverbs 22, 6 says this, to train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Coming from a daddy who's got three kids that are positioning themselves to one day leave my house, I'm hanging on to that verse. Come on, but, but watch this. I've got some confidence in that verse. You know why? Because I was intentional, Sharon, I were intentional to plant good seeds in our kids. Because I knew what that verse said, that if I'll train them up in the way they should go, then when they leave my house and I'm a nervous wreck if they're going to make it or not, they're going to continue. But you're not going to get there if you just kind of go, I hope they make it. So here's the big idea. You are reaping today what you sowed yesterday. I know it, I know it, it stinks. It really does. You're frustrated, because like, I can't get past my past. It's, it's plaguing me. It's coming after me. It's, it's, it's running up on me at night. It's messing up everything that I seem to be walking through right now. But listen to me, you're only harvesting what you sowed yesterday. If you sow something today, you can change what you get tomorrow. Paul says this in verse 7, different translation. He says, do not be deceived. That word deceived 
in the Greek means to be led astray. I want to show you something real quick from that first passage I shared with you, uh, Galatians 6, 7 to 9 from the Passions Translation, because there's something that's happening to us that I need to make you aware of today because it's wrecking the harvest for tomorrow. So some of you have been planting the same seeds for 10, 20, 30 years now, and you're wondering why life's not getting any better. It's because you're planting the same seeds, but I've tried to be better. I've tried to do better. I've tried to live differently. I've tried to be a nice person person but something happened I'm gonna show it to you Paul said don't be deceived in the Greek that means don't be led astray so like like if I was to take Brendan stand up I love that you quick if I take Brendan and I deceive him it's me leading him astray you see it like he's supposed to be over there but I'm leading him astray you got that so I'm still leading him astray straight back to his seat thank you Brendan thank you for being you know, mobile. <laughs> we're struggling. We're struggling because we're making a change. But we're not seeing something happen. And Paul warns us in this verse. Look at what he says, verse 9. And do not allow yourselves to be weary and disheartened in planting good seeds. So here it is. You, you realize, okay, I've been a couillon. I've been a knucklehead. I've been planting bad seeds. I'm reaping that bad harvest. I make changes and I start sowing good seed. Paul's words come to us and he says, don't grow weary while you're planting your good seeds. Don't become disheartened. You want to know what all that means? Don't quit. Don't quit sowing good seeds. But here's the trick. You sow a good seed and you expect to get an immediate harvest. It doesn't work like that. You sow good seeds for tomorrow. Come on. And then you keep sowing and you keep sowing. Why? Because you got your eyes on the prize of tomorrow. But you're currently walking through yesterday. He says, don't be deceived. Don't give up. Don't let the enemy come in and convince you that it's not working. Just because you can't see the harvest today doesn't mean you won't see it tomorrow. Deception. Don't be deceived. You reap what you sow is my first thought. You reap what you sow. My pastor's here this morning. I'm so glad that him and Miss Tracy are here with us. Just fired up. He, he looks good. Been battling cancer for nine years. Still looks good. Him and Miss Tracy both, because they both walk through this, right? And he used to say this to me. He said, if you plant rice, you get... Okay, I'm like, you're in South <laughs> If you plant corn, you get... If you plant nothing, what do you get? No, you get weeds, right? That's a Pastor Bubba famous quote right there. Some of you are not planting anything and you're getting weeds. What would happen if you would actually look at the seed you're about to sow, examine the seed, is this quality seed that looks like this? And what I'm about to say, or is what I'm about to say to my spouse, good seed or bad seed? Or if you could just grab a second... Come on, if we could just grab a second before we say something dumb. Like, like, is this good seed or is this, if it's bad seed, let's just put that to the side. Don't want to sow that one again. Too many cold nights. Come on, somebody. 
<laughs> I'm tired of sleeping on the edge of the bed. But if we'll start looking at our seed before we put it in the ground and make sure that it's good seed and we put it in the ground with intention and generosity, the Bible promises that you will reap a harvest of that good seed. So one thing you can change today is to just pay attention to what you're sowing. If you got an issue running your mouth and you gossip all the time, ask God to shut you up. Lord, you bite my tongue because my bite ain't hard enough anymore. Maybe the best thing you can do is shut up. Maybe you need to start telling somebody what you like about them instead of what you don't like about them. Maybe the best seed you can plant is to just be kind. Patient. Examine the seed you're getting ready to sow and make sure it's good before you sow it. Andy Stanley gave a great quote, and I want to read it to you this morning. It says, we are here today. Where you are today is a result of decisions you made in the past. And where you will be tomorrow is connected to what you do today and what you did yesterday. There is a relationship between your current irresponsibility and what you can expect in the days and weeks and months to come. We must realize that Paul doesn't say here, this is what he doesn't say. He doesn't say people reap what they sow unless they ask for forgiveness. Too many times we mess up, sow a bad seed, we ask for forgiveness, and we expect the consequences to go away. Wrong. You sow bad seed, you reap bad harvest. You sow bad seed, you confess it to Jesus, he forgives you and cleanses you of all unrighteousness so that you can stay in a relationship while you walk through this current harvest. You see it? And that's why you need to ask for forgiveness is so that you can keep walking through this bad harvest to get to the other side of the good harvest. Is this making sense? So just because you ask for forgiveness doesn't mean the consequences go away. Forgiveness does not erase what you've sown. People often tell me I'm doing my best. And I say, I'm glad you're doing your best now, but for five years you didn't do your best. That was sowing. Now you're reaping from those years and doing your best now doesn't erase all the sowing you did then. But don't stop doing good now or you'll repeat the cycle. Right? And we, Come on, I know some of you in here this morning, you're like... It's time to get off this crazy train. Like enough's enough. Let that drive you. Let that motivate you to plant good seed without being deceived. Amen? Evaluate your present harvest. So here's the question. What currently in your life do you not like? What are you walking through right now that you are frustrated with? You know what that is? That's your seed from yesterday. See, we got this enemy, though. He comes in, he likes to whisper in our ear. God's mad at you. God's punishing you. Listen to me. If God really punished us, we wouldn't even be alive. We'd be like a love bug on the front of your car. <laughs> right? That's the reality. God's not punishing you. You're walking through what you've sown for all these years. 
But if he can get you to believe that God is mad at you, then he can steal the relationship away from you. Are you seeing it? So if you, if you want to reap a different harvest, you have to start sowing different seeds. So if you don't like the fruit of your current marriage, you need to stop being selfish and start sowing seeds of love and speak life. If you want your wife to stay beautiful, stop calling her your old lady. Okay, ladies, I've, I've kind of built into this message a, 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 an opportunity for you to kind of like, amen, Pastor Jamie, okay? Like I'm putting the ball on the tee, and you get to hit it, so... I flipped it on the first service. The ladies weren't responding, so I went straight for the men. I started giving the men something to shout about. If you don't like the fruit of your finances, stop compulsive shopping and start budgeting. If you don't like the fruit of your family, stop arguing and sow seeds of humility and serving. If you don't like the fruit of your body, eat a different seed. (laughs) Amen? You can't do anything about last year's harvest, but you can change this year's harvest. Amen? If you don't like something in your life, you can change it by sowing different seeds. Amen, Pastor Jamie. Second thought. You always reap after you sow. Part of the deception is, is that, okay, well, if I change and my change is sowing new seeds, then I should see a harvest right now. Uh, wrong. You sow, you, you reap after you sow. You reap after you sow. It's called the law of later. We, we sow what we sow today. We don't reap today. We reap it later down the road. But this is the hard part. This is where I believe a lot of us get lost. A lot of us get deceived. A lot of us get off track. Is because the Bible says there's seed time, time, and then a harvest. Some people want to mash time. And they want to go, seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Like throw it in the ground, boom, tomorrow it's right up there, I get to eat from it. No. It's seed time, then a span of time. Not a fixed span of time, a floating span of time. I've sown seed that's come back quickly. I've sown seed that I still haven't harvested yet, and that was years ago. But I'm still believing that that seed's coming up, right? So there's a time frame in between when you sow it to when you reap it. But if you're not careful and if you're not even aware that there's a time frame, you'll get lost, and then you'll get deceived, and then you'll get disheartened, and you'll give up. There's a space of time. God determines that time. He does not tell us how much time it is. He doesn't say clearly, you sow today and six months to the dot, you reap. If that was the case, we'd all make it through, right? There's a space of time that we need to be aware of between the seeding and the harvesting. It's the place where you can most easy most easily get lost. To me, that time is the hardest. I think sometimes we think sowing a seed is difficult. Like if it's a financial seed and you're struggling, okay? Let's say you're just like, you're living paycheck to paycheck and you want to give towards this kid's building. You're like, man, I really want to make more room for kids. I love kids. God, you put this burden in my heart. But I ain't got no money, Lord. It's tight. You think that's the hard part. That's not the hard part. 
The hard part is, is after you put the seed in the ground, then you wait for the harvest. That's where it gets lonely. That's where it gets quiet. That's where you get nervous. I like the little kids would say nervous. You get anxious, right? You, you, I got to make something happen. I got to do something. Why is nothing changing? What's going on? They look at me sometimes like Pastor Jamie. Like, what's up, bro? This thing ain't working. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Just keep sowing good seeds. You're here today. That means you're alive. If you're alive, you still got time. If you got time, you can sow more seeds. And you can sow good seeds. The law of later. You reap after you sow. By this point in the message, you should start feeling, okay, I'm struggling with my decisions from the other day. Now, in that moment, you can have, you got two choices. You can beat yourself down for your old seeds, or honestly, you can just say, you know what? I need to repent of that. I need to ask forgiveness for that, and I need to start sowing good seeds, and I'm looking forward now. So you can make one or two decisions. You can day about what you did, or you can pick your eyes up and look to where you're going. Right? And now that you're realizing you reap after you sow, I think that's grace. Can I be honest with you? I think that's God saying, you need some time, bruh. You need to pay attention to your seed. I grew up in the cane fields. The, the cane farmers, sorry, I'm not a rice man. I'm a cane man. <laughs> the cane farmers would go in mid to late summer, and they would, they would test and examine to find the best stalks of sugar cane they could find. And then they would harvest that first. And then they would turn around and take that good sugar cane and they would plow open some new fields and they got this machine that would just lay, take the stalk of cane and just lay it in this row. And then another machine comes and throws dirt back on top of it. But what pops out of that one seed or that one stalk is a bunch of other sugar cane. But it's good quality sugar cane. I'm thinking of the, the commercial. Have y'all seen it? Sweet sugar cane. Nobody? I'm sorry, I watch antenna TV, my bad. Y'all got all that cable stuff. See what y'all missing out on? They lay it in the ground, and you know what happens? Next year, that's the first thing they harvest. So over time, you start to change the quality of what you're sowing and what you're reaping. Are you seeing it? You take good seed, put it in the ground, and receive good harvest later on. Then you take some of that good seed, and you put more in the ground, and you receive some more later. Is this making sense? Good. So you reap after you sow. Once again, I'm going to pound this one in today. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap a harvest. We will reap if we do not, watch this, give up. What did he say? Sow good season, don't quit. You summed the whole message up. Sow good seeds and don't quit. That's what Paul just said. In due season, you'll reap if you don't give up. 
Pastor, what happens if I give up? Get back up and go at it again. And if you fall again, you get back up and you go at it again. You might fall, but falling's not quitting. Falling's not quitting. The devil said, oh, you quit. No, I didn't quit. I just fell. But I can get back up. God's good. He's got a very strong hand of picking us back up with, right? I can get back up. So you reap later. My third thought is this one. I like this one. You reap more than you sow. It's called the law of greater. What we reap always comes back to us greater than what we sowed. If you take an oak tree, or back up, if you take an acorn, plant it, it eventually grows into an oak tree. That oak tree then eventually starts to give you thousands and thousands of more acorns that you curse whenever you're cutting your grass and it's beating up the paint on your car. Right? But that one acorn produced a tree that produces thousands of acorns over years and years and years. Right? You see it? One seed of rice, one rice, you put it in the ground, it shoots a stalk up that produces hundreds of other rice. You getting the picture? So you're not just putting one seed in the ground and getting one seed in return. You're putting one in the ground and you're getting hundreds or thousands in return. That means this. You're one hot date away from changing your marriage for a long time. Ladies, I'm almost said the guys are, ladies, you're one good wink away from changing his attitude forever. Amen. There you go. I see who's motivated this morning. It's a rainy day. You know what that's, oh, never mind. <laughs> you reap more than you sow. Let me stay on point. You reap more than you sow. But let me warn you, it works both ways. It works both ways. One bad seed raises up to produce hundreds or thousands of bad seeds. Right? And for some of you, that's what you've been dealing with. And you're struggling. Honestly, you're barely hanging on. And you're wondering, man, I tried this God thing. I tried going to church. I tried to be a man or woman of God. I read my Bible. I prayed some prayers. I watched Stephen Furtick on YouTube. Why is my life not changing? Thousands of bad seed. What, what am I trying to do here? I'm trying to put things in balance. You get to determine what you sow what you plant. Either way, it's going to produce a lot. A lot more than what you sowed. That can be good or that can be bad. Mm. If I sow unforgiveness, I reap a lot of unforgiveness. If I sow Anger, I reap a lot of anger in return. You know what's crazy is if you can watch a family from, a, from an outside perspective. And you'll see, especially here in South Louisiana, you'll see 
you see the, the dad, the head of the household. Maybe he had an oil-related job, a construction job, or even a farmer. He just had a, like a hard job. I mean, works hard. And he went to work, and man, he was great at his job. I mean, he ran the company or whatever it was. He made money for the family, made money for the company. He was killing it, but he was hard. If you can watch him through the years, you'll watch that hard man sowing seeds of anger, impatience, and driving his family, trying to drive his wife like, he's, like she's one of his employees. And then before you know it, the whole family's hard. As pastors, we watch that, and then you see, and then, so now you've got a family coming in, and the, the whole family's hard. You're going, God, you, you, so you pray for him that way. God, soften this family. Soften this family. And we've seen it for years, Pastor Bob and I, we've seen it, where, where God will do something in a man. It doesn't matter what his age is, he'll break him. God will break that man. And then you'll also watch that family eventually start to change. I can't do anything about yesterday's harvest or yesterday's seeds but I can do something about tomorrow's. And what I'm saying to you today is this. What if we deal with yesterday's seed today? What if we just deal with it today? How do we deal with it, Pastor? All, this is what you need to do. You need to confess it. You need to ask God to forgive you and cleanse you. You need to repent from it and then ask him for grace and mercy and help to sow good seeds. That's how you change, that's how you deal with what you've done in the past. But once you do that, he's faithful and just, the Bible says, to forgive you, cleanse you of that unrighteousness, and then he'll give you grace going forward. So you take your focus off of what you did in the past, and you put it on what you're going to do in the future and what you're doing right now. You seeing this? You've got to change something. There, there needs to be a transition today. Some of you need to walk out of here with, with some thoughts that are very similar to this. I need to speak nicely to my husband. I need to go on a date with my kids. I need to spend quality time with other people. I need to learn how to forgive that nanny that's... Uh, anyway, I need to... Right? I need to... Going forward... Knowing this, that I always reap more than I sow. You sow kindness and you'll watch kindness begin to pop up all around you. The Bible says if you're merciful, you'll receive mercy. Right? Your life is the sum total of all the small seeds that you've planted to this point. Your life is the sum total of all the small seeds that you've planted up until this point. What if today is a day where you ran into something? A day where you hit the wall. Let's say you ran into God's presence today. And you hear a message like this. What if all your life you've been dealing with that, but today you can start to do something different for tomorrow? I had a question one time. How does a man wreck his life? And this can apply to a woman or anybody. <clears throat> how does a person wreck their life? You know, most people don't wreck it in one instant. Like, like most men don't wake up after 25 years of marriage and go, 
time to wreck this thing. Go have me an affair, see how other people live. I mean, nobody does that. Not often. <laughs> there are still knuckleheads in the world. <laughs> and we're all one boneheaded decision away from messing everything up. How does a, how does a person wreck their life? One small decision or seed over thousands of times their character starts to diminish their integrity starts to disappear and before you know it they're wrecking their life but it, everybody sees the wreck nobody sees what came up to the wreck right Nobody sees what led to the wreck. Those little signs. You know what's bad today when, when celebrities commit suicide? They all want to analyze and figure out, why, well, why don't we see the signs? Why don't we see the signs? Why, do, why didn't we know? Why didn't his wife know? Why didn't they know? Because it's small, little decisions, little seeds over time that bring you to a place of destruction. Flip that around. Small little decisions over time every day that are good and godly will bring you to success and significance. Right? It's the law of greater. A little lie, a little peek, a little click. It may be small today, but you never know where it's going to take you. So, you reap what you sow, you reap after you sow, and you reap more than you sow. A couple of verses, and I'm going to wrap this up. Psalms 126, verse 5 and 6. Those who planted in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed but they sing as they return with the harvest. You want great relationships? You got to start sowing some good seeds. And over time, it'll happen. I've got a great marriage that still needs work. We didn't get there in one day. It was many a days, Pastor Jamie was on his face, at midnight, trying to convince God that Cheryl was the one that was jacked up and I wasn't. For only a half hour later to peel myself off to the floor from repenting and then walking back in and getting on my knees on side the bed because you know ain't nobody sleeping when you're fighting and owning what I've done. Time after time after time. Was it hard? Yeah, it was hard. I feel like I was right. You dead going right. I thought I was right. Sometimes I still think I'm right. And sometimes I actually get it right every now and then. We keep record of that. It's a small book. What am I saying? You may be sowing in tears. It may be hard. It may be hard to walk through what you're walking through from the seeds of yesterday. But the Bible promises that you'll go out to the next harvest singing. 
you'll go out to the next harvest with some expectation in your heart. You see, that's the confidence I have in raising kids now that they're all getting ready to leave the house over the next couple of years is I've got confidence because I paid attention to the seed. Did I sow some bad seed? Yes, sow some bad seed. But I sowed some good seed too. I'm leaning on that seed. I'm like, Lord, you know, you know, you know, Lord. <laughs> Proverbs eleven eighteen says this. Evil people may get a short-term gain, but to sow seeds of righteousness will bring a true and lasting reward. True and lasting. How many of you want some true and lasting rewards? Come on, I'm not talking about a Cracker Jack box thing kind of thing. I'm talking about it's like some rewards that last for a long time. Had a tree guy tell me one time, I asked him a question. I said, when's the best time to plant a tree? He said, 20 years ago. <laughs> and he's right. When's the best time to plant a seed? Today. Today. You get to determine what seed you put in the ground. You get to determine your generosity with that seed, which means this. You can never be too nice. You can never be too kind. You can never be too forgiving. You can never be too graceful to other people. You're just being generous. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for this message right here. We thank you for speaking to our hearts today. God, for illuminating our minds and our spirit. Like Brennan said, Lord, that we, we prayed for heaven to be opened up to us today. And so God, right here in this moment, I just want to capture this moment. So for every one of us right now, I want us to do something now. This is what I want you to do. Right there where you are, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to show you what seeds you've planted that weren't good. Just, just simple as this. Just say, Holy Spirit, show me my bad seeds. Help me to see the damage it's caused. So I want you to ask that right now, right there in your seat. I just want to help you walk through this. Now that you see it, I want you to own it. And that looks like this. Lord, I see those seeds. I see it in the harvest I'm walking through now. Lord, I see the damage it's caused and my heart's broken. I didn't mean to do it, but I did it. God, I'm asking you to forgive me today for my old seeds. I'm asking you to cleanse me of all this unrighteousness. And then God, I'm asking you today to help me to turn and look forward. God, would you show me today what the harvest could look like. God, would you show me today 
what my marriage can look like? Would you show me today what my kids will look like? What my finances can look like? My physical health, my emotional health, my relational health, what it can look like? Show me, Lord. If I start sowing good seeds today, I know I'm not going to get it tomorrow, but can you show me what it looks like? Lord, I'd sure love to have something to hang on to. And then God, today, I need your grace because I don't always get it right for long periods of time. I know I don't have to be perfect. But I need grace, God, to keep putting good seeds in the ground. Would you help me to notice things I've not noticed before? Would you help me to say things I've not said before? Things that give life. Things that encourage, that breathe life into other people in situations. Help me to do things that bring life. I want to reap a better harvest. I want to reap a more plentiful harvest. And God, I'm confessing today, I can't do this in my own strength. I need your help. Would you help me? Would you give me grace and would you surround me with people? would encourage me to do the same I need some better influences Lord help me and I don't know if you understand this or not but in the harvest times of our lives is when our lives preach the most There's nothing like a good harvest that preaches Jesus in your life. There's nothing like a marriage that used to be on the brink of divorce, on the brink of disaster. And now all of a sudden it seems to be thriving and full of passion and full of vigor and full of love. Nothing preaches louder about Christ. Help us today. plant new seeds. Help us today. So I want to give you a moment today. So maybe some of you this morning that the first good seed you need to plant is a new relationship with Jesus. Maybe you've been slipping. You've been wandering off and you want to come back. I love about God is the back door is always open and the porch lights on. He's always saying, welcome home. You can do that today. So if you want to give your life to Jesus today for the first time or for the hundredth time, I just want you, nobody looking around quickly, just to raise your hand. Just raise your hand. I see you. I see you. Six, seven. You can put them down. Thank you. Let's pray this this morning. Pray all, I want all of you to pray this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today.
with all my failures, all my mistakes, all my bad decisions. And I lay them at your feet. I just wanted to admit that, Lord. Today, Lord, I believe in my heart that God, you raised Jesus from the dead and you can raise me from the dead. So today, I ask you to save me. And today, I confess, Jesus, you are my Lord. Thank you for taking me back. I love you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give the Lord a big hand clap? Come on, somebody. New harvest. New harvest. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for myself. I'm encouraged this morning. The ushers are going to come forward. We're going to get ready to receive tithes and offerings. And wouldn't you know it, an opportunity to sow a good seed. Maybe you're giving towards the kids building and you've been waiting, maybe collecting your money, whatever you've been doing, and you want to give towards that today. It's a good seed. You never mess up sowing into the next generation. Maybe you're giving tithes for the first time today. I just want to I just want to congratulate you for that. So Lord, we thank you for this gift. We ask you to bless it, multiply it, do what you do with it, God. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jamie. Man, that was good, wasn't it? A few quick announcements before we um, before we head out. Uh, we ask everyone to check in on Facebook. If somebody's following you on following you on Facebook, they might just follow you to church. So um, next step next step is being held on uh, the first two Sundays of each month during the 10:45 service. So if you're interested in, in going through next step, just sign up on the connect card and just leave it on your seat, and we'll pick it up at the end of service. Um, February 9th, Life Group Spring Semester Launch. We'll have tables set up in the church and in, in, in the lobby right there. Um, so if you're interested, please be here February 9th. We need people to sign up for a work day on Saturday, uh, February 8th. So if you plan on working on February 8th, please also use the Connect card to sign up for that. Um, we're trying to get a accurate head count on, on what task we can complete uh, I should have all got a calendar to refer to um, for upcoming events t-shirts are still available to, for purchase so see Miss Lisa if you're interested uh, if you need an end of a year giving statement please see Miss Lisa as well um, if you need her number or contact information you can see me after church and that is it so Y'all please stand. I'll we'll bless you as you go. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this service, Lord. Thank you for this message. We, we ask that you keep it in our hearts so we could use it as motivation when we go out and sow seeds of righteousness for you, Lord. So, Lord, we ask that you bless us and protect us as we go. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, see y'all next Sunday. We love y'all. Y'all be careful. <laughs>